SMQB's episode 128. We are on our way to tattoos number two. Almost getting getting there very quickly. I know the other side. Milk is excited for that. Um, oh. All right, guys. Uh, Rooster from Richmond. What's your number of the week? Point two three. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? The blood alcohol concentration that one is going to have to reach in order to secure the first pick in our upcoming fantasy football league draft. This oh week. boy! Oh yeah. boy! Why don't you keep keep that confidential, right? I don't know what draft <laughs> he was talking about. I don't it's know hard what you're talking about. Yeah. Look, whatever do you? What, what do you mean, man? He's talking I'm about the, his country club draft. Yeah, yeah I have to, hey, I have a confession to make, guys. I thought it was so funny. I told Laura about it. Oh no! It was the dumbest thing I've done in a very long time. Ay 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 ay! Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I deserve it's it not demer- our league. I deserve it's it demerit for that. <laughs> this is not an SMQB's league. Just for I the have record. no idea. Apparently, no, no idea. idea. Roosters affiliated no idea. with how from Philly. <laughs> Change the subject. Well, uh, I'm gonna <laughs> add. I'm gonna add some extra days. It's twenty point three. Oh, <laughs> twenty. God. 20.3 and five at 20.3 is the miles per hour. Tajay Spears reached in just five seconds in the Titans first touchdown over the Vikings. There is your fantasy advice for the week. Wow. He plays behind Derrick Henry though. All right. That's the artist formerly known as milk who now goes by M exclamation point. LK milk football. From Milky I'm going with five, five days until the start of college football. I can't wait. Notre Dame Navy from Rooster. South Bend. Where? No, from Ireland. Oh, from Ireland. Sorry. No, it's in Ireland. It's in Ireland. Okay. Yeah, I know someone who's going to that game. Where's the game being played? I don't know. I guess Croker Park, right? Yeah. Is it it in Dublin? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Croke Park. Uh, all right, and this is Bison from D.C., and my number is 24. That's the number of preseason games the Ravens have won in a row, and that streak is coming to an end tonight when they run into the Commanders. That's it. That streak okay. is over. We, we're guaranteeing preseason wins now. This That's is exciting. Right. Commanders yes. are really moving in the right direction. Hey, it's better than predicting losses. So, That's a hey, shocking number of preseason wins. Shocking. Guys, shocking. I I, I, I want to go off script uh, with a mailbag request. If you didn't see yesterday this, um, this story from the Orioles, I, I want to survey you guys. I think I know the answer for all of you. Gunnar Henderson, this uh, really great young kid on the Orioles, had hit a double, a triple, and a home run against the A's. They're winning 10-1. I guess it's the eighth or ninth inning, uh, eighth inning. And he comes up and he laces one down the first baseline. And he easily could have stopped at first and gotten his cycle. And he didn't. And he ran to second. And all all the guys in the Orioles 
dugout. We're waving him. Go back to first. <laughs> you know, go back to first. Get your single. So question number one is, what would you guys have done? And question number two is, what is the percentage of Major League Baseball players that would have stopped at first for the cycle? I would 100% have stopped at first. <laughs> I'm as selfish as it gets, though. I, I would Why 100- would you not? You have this. I mean, how many times are you going to hit for the cycle in your career? I would 100% have gone for two. If if Earl Weaver had been the manager and he stopped at first base, he probably would have been yanked from the game. By the way, wasn't it like yeah. seven nothing at that point? Ten one. It was ten, 10 one. one. Ten to matter. one. Okay, it's ten to matter. one. The guy could, I'm that trying guy to figure out. He's fast. Why wasn't he trying to leg out a triple? That's what I want to understand. Because <laughs> I'm definitely trying to get the third on that at that point. So, yeah, I I I don't know any other way but to play to win. I, I'm going. Milk, you're the only loser on here. That said, <laughs> I think I'm going to say 75% of the Major League Baseball are losers and would have stopped at first. Yes, I agree. I think you're I right. That too. <laughs> I, I, I think totally right. would have. Absolutely. Yeah. Billy Martin would have if it was a tie game, I would have go. I would have go for a double at 10 to 1. Come on. Half these team put teams put in infielders to throw 50 mile an hour pitches to these batters. Why not? <laughs> Well, listen, we thought we had the Nats had it wrapped up at four nothing last night in the ninth inning against the Phillies, and that got a little dicey. So you never know. You never know. All right, guys. Um, Well, we got it. We got to do the fantasy talk this week. Um, And I'm going to go on mute now because I know nothing about fantasy football, as Milk likes to remind me. Uh, even though I oh wait, I thought you made the semifinals last year. I was gonna say I think I came in ahead of you. I think I was ahead of you last year. But no, you're whatever. talking a big game. I'll just sit here and be quiet and let you guys talk about about fantasy football. <laughs> so why don't why don't you take it? We're, we're missing we're missing Pope from Dallas. He does sorry, not let, have. Let it. me let me mute myself because I have nothing to add. <laughs> he does not have a championship in our league. Uh, Bison does not have one, but the rest of these, uh, the conversation should happen between the inaugural winner, Milk, last year's winner, Rooster, and this year's winner, yours truly. So I just want to ask you guys, like, what is it? Why is it that basically from age pretty much like, I don't know, seven or eight now till 78 that everybody in America wants to play fantasy football. I've been trying to wrap my arms around the different reasons why. Why do you think it, it is so, so like just everywhere that everyone plays it? Millions, billions. Well, you know, so you say you say everywhere. I, I Since Pope's not here, I did a little looking into some stats, and there are actually 20 million people in India last year who played fantasy football. Wow. It's amazing. I think what? one thing that the oh. league, the league he knows about this. No, no, no I can't oh. answer these questions. I'm not giving advice. <laughs> so I'm just going to listen to you champions with your fucking advice today. I should have um, worn my rings. Damn it. Yeah, Damn it. I'm getting one. Damn it. So <laughs> I, I think that the league lends itself well to fantasy because generally speaking, all the actions happening at one time. Right. Right. So for the most part, most games are Sundays, you know, with a couple exceptions, which can also make things fun. But for the most part, everybody's like it's football Sunday and you're locked into what's going on and you're watching multiple games. I think that's one part of it. 
it's well, an easy shared experience because yeah, of when I think it's happening. It's, it's the most popular of the four major sports and the most manageable for fantasy leagues of the four major sports. So that really helps. And then the NFL is helping by, you know, coming out with the red zone and the NFL network and everything else so that you can actually, you know, jump back and forth and see scoring all day long. So I think the NFL helps a ton, but my theory is, and this may just be me, um, but, you know, we've come off a couple, a couple of really tough years of isolation because of COVID. And at least for the older crowd, you know, technology has not made our lives easier. It's made it worse. It's much more stressful because we have to be available to everyone 24-7. And I just think the social aspect of this is wonderful and, and people love it. You know, there's nothing better than getting together with your buddies and and doing a league like this. I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. I look forward to it every year. I mean, our league, we've turned it into a trip, you know, a road trip where we go and spend a three days together having fun and doing the draft a live draft together. It's I think the social aspect can't be overlooked. And you definitely can't beat the social aspect of hanging out with seventh graders at Kennedy Junior High School doing mock drafts. <laughs> There's a, a rooster is yeah. probably on mock draft football number. just made a fun <laughs> <laughs> mock draft number 29 by this podcast. So we're going to get a lot of information from him today. Yeah. Uh, my theory, my, my theory is a, a few things. One is we still have a lot of pathetically unathletic people in this country who love to live vicariously any chance they get. And what could be a better vicarious experience than saying that you could be the armchair quarterback and be the general manager of a football team put together? I think I think that's part of it. I, I think a, a second is we're living in a reality TV culture all the time. And this puts you somewhat real, like you, you're you actually, you have players, they belong to you, they're scoring points for you, you're talking to people about it. It's almost like you're part of the experience. And the last, the last thing is, I think that there's a lot of people that we talked last week about, or I guess it was last week about gambling. There's a lot of people who would love to gamble, but are too scared to gamble. This is like safe gambling. In a way, you know, you're mm. you're tracking you're tracking the points you're by, by the way, I think it's also a gateway to for young kids to eventually get into gambling by starting out with fantasy football. But, you know, you can do you can do these programs, ESPN, CBS Sports. It's all free and you're kind of gambling on the outcome. And I think it's part of the gambling culture as well. What do you think about the, the like lack of loyalty? Like there's I feel like people have less of a commitment to their team to a team and fantasy and the red zone and those sorts of things lets them bounce back and forth between teams and games and not really be interested in in a team but still be interested in the sport what do you think about that that's a great one because because yeah i mean if if you have a shitty team uh, and you don't have much to follow. Like, what could be better than having a winning fantasy team, right, Milk? What do you? This is the only thing I'm relying on this year is fantasy football. Right. It ain't going to be the Bucks. So yeah. When Absolutely. fantasy football first came out, I resisted it for that reason. I thought 
you know, you, you're not going to sit down and watch a whole game ever again and follow your own team. But it actually got me back into football in a way that I hadn't been in a while. I'd, I'd kind of, you know, with kids and everything, I'd stop watching like I used to. And I still root for my team. And I, and I, but I really enjoy the, you know, the whole, the whole aspect of it. It's, it's I mean, really gotten me more into it. I mean, a hundred out of a hundred times, I'm going to watch a commander's game over some game of a player that I have on my fantasy team. Yeah. Right. Right. But it, I don't it think that's the case for like everybody that. though. No, no. Just leave your, <laughs> you just leave your computer open and follow your score. Yeah. 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 I've never had it interfere with the, me like watching a Bucks game. Or loyalty, or, or like the Tom Brady um, modeling episode, or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking speaking <laughs> of loyalty, how how much does it factor into your drafting in fantasy football oh. to not to not draft players from a hated team? Because I, no. I I will I will do anything possible not to draft a cowboy. Anything. I don't care if they're the best player at the position. I can't do it. I can't. That's crazy. It's true. I intentionally you are, didn't draft any of my own team this year. <laughs> it was funny. the opposite. Well, well, let's be fair. I mean, who really would you draft from your team? I mean, come on. That's 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 probably just sound draft advice in general. Don't draft any bucks this year. I would yeah. I would draft Godwin, maybe Evans. Yeah, but who's throwing the ball to them? It's time to bake, Say baby. It. Say it. <laughs> it's time to bake. He's not even been named the starter yet, has he? <laughs> He's going to be the starter. <laughs> we all know it. Yeah, no, so, I think you should all, I mean, come on, House. You, you, who won you the fantasy Super Bowl last year? And which team do you not, did you not like last year? Maybe it's not to the uh, level of the Cowboys. Well, but, I, I guess Jarek McKinnon was one of those who won me the Super Won me the I'm fantasy. pretty sure Mike Evans got you into the Super Bowl. With Mike Evans was Mike Evans was key. Mike Evans and was it key. made you root for Tom Brady and yeah, uh, not really. Ever not do that. So I think one of the outgrowths of uh, fantasy football that's very very fun that we have a really good time with, and that all these leagues are now making kind of urban legend is the punishment for the loser. Because if you're going halfway through the season and your team sucks, your fantasy football team sucks. Like you can't just mail it in. You've got to keep the league competitive. And the best deterrent for doing that is coming up with the loser penalty. So for example, in our league last year, the loser, uh, sorry, Andy Darcy, D money. The the loser. That was Toby. uh, (laughs) uh, We're comfortable with who everyone is here. I'm just just reading the script. I am just reading the script that Pope Pope wrote for this episode. So the, (laughs) the loser had to go to the mall uh, during Christmas season and as an adult male wearing your most hated team's jersey, sit on Santa's lap and take a picture on Santa's lap, which Darcy, a, a Giants fan, um, donned an Eagles jersey, sat on Santa's lap and smiled for the camera. It had to be his social media profile picture for 30 days. 
And he may or may not have to wear a shirt that reminds him of the pain at the upcoming draft. That was a good, a good loser penalty. Yep. Uh, what, are, what are, have you guys, what are, what's the loser penalty in yours, Milk? In your yeah, you know, home league? We actually don't have anything like this. Lucky. It's, oh, that's fortunate for you. I, I know. <laughs> We have not gone that that route, and I brought it up this year, so it's under consideration. There, Nothing. there are some great, there's some great suggestions. Uh, you know, like a vanity license plate. You know, fantasy loser shaving off your eyebrows, uh, growing out a mullet. Um, Waffle House, the Waffle House, where you have to sit in the Waffle House and. Uh, eat waffles for 24 hours and for every waffle you complete you can you can reduce an hour uh it's debatable whether or not somebody in our league uh waffled on that waffle bet no uh, no no you can't put the loser penalty in with four games to go and think it's going to apply uh so there's that lore and then uh <laughs> forcing people to take the SAT or the LSAT that's funny uh, <laughs> there's there's, there's one this year which I particularly like for older kind of men's leagues that forces the loser to participate in all the activities from the NFL combine, including the Wonderlick test, and have them go on video that everybody can publish the video of them doing the 40 and the high jump. Like, can we please see Rooster do the high jump <laughs> from the NFL combine? My Achilles would snap in midair. <laughs> I'd be so scared doing the Wonderlick test. God, what if I did that on it? It's <laughs> so, so embarrassing. It's, oh. it's, you know, we are of an age where it's getting a little harder to do some of the really creative so- things. Like some of the, the kids, the kids these days. I mean, House, I'm pretty sure I saw one video from one of your kids that was just brutal, wasn't it? I mean, head shaved and, and all. Stay, I mean, the, the winner was allowed to give the loser whatever haircut they wanted so they basically shaved his head leaving only like hair in certain places the the year before it was really bad the year before they forced the loser to go into a tanning bed until they could make them as dark as possible oh i like that (laughs) And oh the, my god. The kid, the kid wasn't allowed in school because it was considered going a little too far with darkening of the skin. It was really bad. And then oh uh, my god. I'll have, I'll have melanoma in 20 Did years. somebody sign him up for a claim against the tanning booth bed too? <laughs> and then there was another one where um the loser had to face the other people in the league were could buy any any ingredient they wanted at the supermarket and put put the guy in like a big bin and just pour one ingredient after other after another there were like mealworms there was like a live fish there was flour there was all this stuff and then the person had to parade past a bar with all that stuff coated all over them i like that one. Oh my god oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but, awesome. but we just we got a nomination that was really good to um for the loser to have to wear a red polo 
and go for a six hour shift at the target with a name tag that only says in training and take a picture with every single person that comes up to you and asks you a question in case like you work at the target saying, no, I don't work at the target. I'm only here because I suck at fantasy football. <laughs> Good one. Oh, God. So there's still time for our listeners to get in loser penalty. We would love to hear creative ones. We, we could use one for our league this year. Yes. Yeah. Have we settled on one for this year? Not no. yet. No, we have to have a vote. Yeah, we only have two days. Can we can well, we talk we, about one of the you might worst? Have to decide there. Can we talk about one of the worst fantasy teams drafted of all time? Milky football. Milks from yes from this weekend. Do you have it in front of you, Milk? I do have it in front of me. <laughs> God, is it that bad? Walk us through what the f I, you were thinking. I actually yeah, what, think it's not as bad as we thought at uh, at first. So point. I had the. Fifth pick of the draft. It's a PPR league, 12 teams. I will say this. This is the first year, honestly, since I can remember, that a wide receiver went number one. So that's interesting. Justin Jefferson went one. So it got down to... I had McCaffrey went, Jefferson went, Helsey actually went. Chase Crazy. before me with like at, like at four, which I thought was a terrible pick. Uh, but it came down to Chase or Tyreek for me, and I panicked. I got scared of the Joe Burrow injury, and I took Tyreek. I like and it. I think, that one I like. Pick. That's Tyreek's pick. gonna have four. He's gonna have two thousand yards this year. He said. Uh, you but promised. I I think the Joe Burrow injury is kind of they're making a big. More, of, I, I don't think I think he's going to be back week one, right? That's what they're saying now, but who knows what is cat? You know, those are those calf injuries get tweaked all the time. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. And then I, I really, really, the worst pick I had was in the second round because I took a Washington Commander, and no I can't believe I did that. Looking of looking back, just Who'd horrific decision. Oh, you know, Scary who Terry. Who? Who would be the only person worthy of a second round pick? It's probably probably maybe John. There's, maybe John there's Dodson no one worthy. What? You took Terry? Yes. In Terry's the second a, round? Terry's a great wide receiver, but in the second round? <sighs> Sam yeah, Howell is throwing the ball. Oh no, no, excuse me. You know what? Never mind. Sorry. I take that back. I took oh, he was really wasted. Uh, St. Brown. You took St. Brown. I took St. Brown in the second round. That so never mind. I, did I don't know that him. that's any. I, I don't know that that that's any better. Really? He had a it's great okay. Year. I like it. He had a good I, league year last year. It's a PPR league. Yeah. Golf had a better. Look, year than- I think my first two first few rounds were were okay. Then things went. On. I ended up taking Daniel Jones. Okay, so that's let's just talk in what round. In what round? Does it matter? Yeah, because I think it's a good pick. What round? I'm, was I'm it? shocked. I'm shocked. You think it's a good pick? I I don't know what happened there. Blacked out. Uh, I've got what, Seattle no, seriously. running. What round? What round? round? I think I took him in like this. You know me. I don't take quarterbacks until the eighth or ninth round. I think it was like eighth or ninth. That's, oh, a, that's, steal. Bad, that's a steal. He's going to be this year's Jalen Hurts. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh <laughs> what? My God. 
Did you just okay, say so that? Now we have two people definitely, drunk on the show. Definitely better than Justin Fields this year. Wow. And Justin wow. Fields went in like the fourth or fifth round. All right, wait, I got a question though. I, I Milk, I, I love to keep bagging on your, your shitty yeah. draft, but I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to see another one later this week. But <laughs> yeah, somebody explain PPR versus non-PPR and, and what the benefit, is, what, you know, what, what everybody likes. And, and then tell me what our league is because I don't have any idea. Well, you just it's just a point per reception. So some people a, a a fantasy football purist would probably say it's bullshit because you're getting a point every time they catch the ball, even if they Stupid. lose yardage. If they get a half uh, a yard, it's a, you still get a point. Yeah, you get a point. Um that's our league is not a PPR league, correct? Correct. Correct. You gotta have yards. You gotta have it's yards. A, it's a real general manager's league. Like you right, really right. gotta know the players and select them, not just get these like it's a PPR league is like having playing cards with a joker in the game. That's what PPR yeah. league is. <laughs> what about, no, what, about it, what about an auction draft? I sort of think we should go to an auction draft. You've been pushing this for five years. You don't even yeah. know what it, what it is. <laughs> you don't even know what a standard draft is. How can we do an auction? Auction draft. So you 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 are going to put twelve guys in a room with copious amounts of spirits, and you're going to ask them to run a calculator and somehow figure out that they've drafted the players under a certain cap. Is that what you're suggesting? There's got to be an app for that, right? I mean, <laughs> listen, it's not like we haven't had our hiccups in our regular old uh, uh, draft as it's gone the last couple. I of love years. the. Nace doesn't know what a PPR league is, but he wants to do an auction draft. Wait, Rooster, don't like, you have a draft that's uh? That, don't you have one that has keepers? I'm in a I'm in a league that I hate. It's it's a it's got keepers. You get one keeper, and it's TD only. Um, oh, that's is that is that with the junior high kids? It's no fun. <laughs> no, no. That that would be uh, Wander. I'm in Wander's league. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! Oh. Inappropriate. Well, oh my god! All right. So, well, so somebody give me some strategy here, okay, guys? You you know, look, you're the champion. He's begging. He's begging. He's begging. Just, you know, no, don't do it for me. Do it for our listeners. Well, Tell our listeners out there. Everyone's getting close to their draft. It's coming up. It's getting exciting. Guys, you're champions, all of you. Give some advice. It, I will say this. Hold on, I need a pencil. <laughs> if you look at the running backs this year, I mean, top heavy, and then it's all shit. I, I mean, I, I don't even, I didn't draft running back till the third round. And, I mean, unless you're going to get McCaffrey, did Jesus, I mean, does anyone have faith in Austin Eckler? No, I, I, I can't. You can't imagine that, right? I, I think Nick Chubb is solid every year. Um, There's like a handful of dudes, maybe three. Joe Mixon, I think Saquon <sighs> will have a good year. I still think you're Josh right, Jacobs is worth well, it. Well, Josh it, Jacobs. Josh, Josh Jacobs is going to play game one. I think he's totally overrated. So here's the thing: some fantasy advice to everyone. To Milk's point. So I don't need to tell anybody listening to this podcast because you're all sports aficionados if you're listening that it's a passing league and wide receivers are where it's at. And as it relates to running backs, so here's your tip. 
if it's not a back that mainly gets the carries, just forget it. If you've got a backfield that's running by, running back by committee, you're going to have a lot of weeks where you're really disappointed. Perfect example. Do not take a running back from the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Right. They're going to they're going to go between Kenneth Gainwell, they're going to go with DeAndre Swift, they're going to go with Boston Scott, they're going to go with Rashad Penny. Who knows? Now one week one of them could go off and give you a 24, but you could starve the other weeks. If you're thinking about a shared backfield, forget it. For example, the Jets have really nice running backs. I wouldn't touch the Jets' backfield now. Well, and the Dolphins, too. Dolphins are the same. Yeah, I mean. But that's, I mean, you know, the idea of not taking running backs until the third round, I mean, it's been a passing league for a long time. And that's not been a strategy. I mean, Milk, you just said this was the first time you can remember seeing a receiver go one. So, I mean, it's been a passing league, but you're set, you're suggesting that this year is going to be the year where there's a run on wide receivers and tight ends right at the beginning? I think so. Now, keep in mind, my league was a PPR league, so there is a different strategy it, somewhat. But even in it, that strategy gap has shortened like that used to be huge now there's like no difference it's such a pass heavy league whether it's ppr not ppbr like wide receivers are still massive commodities tight ends advice point number two this is again going pretty much against anything that milk thinks that's part of your advice for milk won the first year kind of on luck and three he's time never super bowl, three times super bowl participant. he's never repeated as champion why <laughs> because he undervalues the role of a quarterback in fantasy football and nope. he does he, he doesn't take him to the seventh eighth round and he gets somebody like Derek carr and thinks he can go somewhere with that we are also in a league where lamar jackson patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts, maybe even now, oh, he's going to say Danny Dimes, maybe even now Justin Fields, you can ride these guys to 20, 25 points a week and make yourself at least a playoff contender. And then who knows? You got to work the waiver wire. But if you can get one of those, I think they are definitely top two round quarterbacks. Um, Obviously, I disagree. I got Danny Dimes in the ninth round. And you'll be in ninth place this weekend. <laughs> Derek Carr, Derek Carr went in the twelfth round. So he should. He's shit. Is he? Yes. Derek, look, D- Danny Dimes. I had him at the end of the year last year because I think I had Herbert and he was hurt. He he um, he scored like forty five points when one uh, game late in the season for me. Because he ran, he's ran, he scored two touchdowns running and threw two, I think, in that game. So if you're part of our league, what I'm hearing is that Rooster saying that Daniel Jones should be the first pick in our no. league. No, I'm saying he deserves to be picked somewhere, uh, either right around the same time people are, are picking Justin Fields. So the fourth or fifth round. So I'd like to yeah. see people in our league take him with the fourth or fifth pick. Nace, you should focus on Kirk Cousins. I would take him early. I gave that one to you. I gave that one to you, Milk, as a sleeper, and you probably almost fell for it when you were drunk. But listen, another thing is... Cousins scores points, though. Take them, please. (laughs) 
Take him. Take him, please. Take my cousin, quarterback. please. I haven't finished quarterback yet. I think Lawrence is going to have a breakout year this year. He could. For the Jags. What? If you, the point, though, is go ahead and take Trevor Lawrence in the fourth round. You could have gotten him in the seventh. Not among smart general managers. If there's a bunch of milks in your league, you can get him in the seventh. When did you take okay. Jalen Hurts last year, House? I think I took him second or third round. Wrote him to a Super Bowl, just like the Eagles did. All right, let, let me ask you this. Can we get consensus on the number one pick this year? Um, Who should be the number one pick? Well, I'm not sure that we can get consensus. Jefferson went one in my league Saturday. Who did yeah. Jefferson? Yeah, Jefferson seems yeah. to be the, the hot number one. The other two that I'm hearing about a lot are McCaffrey and Mahomes. You're not hearing about those. You're seeing them in your mock drafts. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I, so, Mahomes? That, so there's still people out there, and we have them in our league, who take a quarterback with their first pick. No matter I what. remember somebody hey, last fine. year took Mahomes with their first pick. By the way, okay, that's fine. So you're going to take Mahomes in, in the, the as a top six pick. But I'm if not. you decide someone decides to do that, what are you going to be left with r- wide receiver wise or running back wise when it comes back to you? Not much, all, especially in, especially for running backs. Let me let me let me offer you guys Bleacher Reports top twelve, and if you want to scream and shout about how absurd any of these are, let me know. The number one, you say Dak fucking Prescott. I swear to God, I'm I'm ending the Zoom. <laughs> There, there are a couple on here that I think are ridiculous, but number one is Justin Jefferson. Okay, so that might just be consensus. How about this, fellas? Number two, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I don't get I don't, that. I don't see that at all. Not with that injury, no way. No. Okay, by the way, this is PPR. I, I, I this is PPR. Okay. okay. Number number three, Christian McCaffrey. I like it. Yeah, I. That's okay. Number four, major part of their offense. Number yeah. four. Jamar Chase. Yep, that's good. Perfect. That's good. Okay. All right. We're all okay with that. Number five, 2,000 yard receiver Tyreek Hill. That's where I got wow. him. Five. I'm just really surprised. I mean, those guys, he's he's not super young, right? And if his whole game is speed, it, I mean, if he loses a step, I don't know. I, I just too many receivers. There's too many receivers in that, too many great receivers in that offense for him to get 2,000 yards. Number six, Austin Eckler. No. Yeah. Don't, don't trust him. All right. Well, here's some people that you can take above him. Would you take Travis Kelsey above him? Yes. But, How about would you? Because they have no other, they have a really weak wide receiving core. I'm, but the, the, but they use Eckler like extensively. They use him in out of the backfield. They use, him, I mean, he's everything for that offense. So he gets you, a ton of points. Would you take Bijan Robinson at number eight or above Eckler? I mean, he was the question of this weekend. Where where would he go? I think he went eighth. He's going to Canton, like right? I mean, everybody, if ridiculous. you listen to people, they're putting him in Canton already, aren't they? Absolutely ridiculous. He's clearly got more talent than Eckler. He's a, I mean, he's massive risk reward. And you can't lose sight of the fact that it's the Falcons and what's his name is the quarterback. Ritter. Ritter. And 
Kyle Pitts is hurt, maybe. And he's sharing a backfield a little bit with a guy who I think got thousand yards higher. Yeah. So uh, he, he could got... he could go off, dude. Yeah. All right. Who else? Who else you got? House. I would take Nick Chubb over both of those guys. Okay, Chubb's at eleven on Bleacher Report. Number nine would be Stefan Diggs. I love Diggs. Yeah, he's Diggs. good. Diggs is good. How about this guy? I'd like to hear what Rooster has about this number ten on Bleacher Report. This guy named Saquon Barkley. I think he's having a big year this year. Of course. Okay. No, I mean seriously, he's he wants a big contract from someone. Is he happy? Next year. Is he happy? He's angry. He's healthy and he's angry. Is he happy? Is he angry at the owner? Uh, he wants to he wants to perform at a level that somebody pays him 16 million dollars next year. He's only making 10. Okay. Okay, number 11 was Nick Chubb. It's a good one. And I'm going to ask that our our uh, crack producers set up the laugh track for number 12 so that Tony everyone Pollard. the worse CD Lamb. Ugh. <laughs> I had him last year. He it took him half the season to figure out how to <laughs> catch a ball. It's ridiculous. Well, Look. what about um where do you think Devontae Adams falls these days? Well, they've got him in they've got him at 14, right, right, right at the beginning yeah, of the second. Top 15, right? Look. So I what what do you guys like? Do you guys like having the number one pick in a snake draft? Do you like the one pick? Or something down later. I don't think you ever shy from the one pick. Oh. If you get the one pick, cherish There's it. A lot of pressure. Sure. Take it. Take it's it. Not just pressure, but I Bison has had it happen to him. Other people, it seems every year injured. the one pick gets injured. Every yeah. year. Every yeah. year. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. McCaffrey. He's someone Dalvin we haven't Cook. talked about, by the way. Dalvin Jonathan Cook. Taylor. He, they've got I him think- down here 21. I think that's the question of the draft. What do you do with Jonathan Taylor? Where do you take him? I now that's think, a healthy, angry guy. Well, the yeah. problem is the problem is the owner hates him. We also haven't talked about Derrick Henry. Where do you take him? Because he's not catching the ball. I think he's still. I still think Derrick Henry's first round material. Yep. Matt, late later, but I mean, Nace would take Kamara over him, but I still think he's <laughs> solid. <laughs> well, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun year. Uh, we we hope our fans will will definitely check in with us during the year. Let us know how their teams are doing. Check back with us for advice on the waiver wire. We'll definitely help you out on the waiver wire this year. And good luck to all you guys. No one has yet repeated in our league. That's my goal. Be Mine the first too. to repeat. I want to be the first. <laughs> Milk's tried to be the first several times. Just fell a little let's, bit short. Let's do it. Who will be right. this year? Shout out Who's to Zach. The poor guy retired before he could do it. And you know that was the most important thing in the world to him was to be the first to repeat. It's the first uh, league retirement I've been part of in a long time. It's just Zach. I know. It's sad. Yeah. It makes Pope the oldest guy in the league now. He went <laughs> he went he went out on his own terms. <laughs> All right, you who's wish. got a punchable face? Don't call it a comeback. Uh, I do. It's you time guys... for that, right? It is yeah. time for the punch, right? Yeah. All right. I mean, 
I, I've, been seeing this, I've been seeing this video of this guy. Congrats to the, the, the women's soccer team from Spain for winning the women's world cup. Oh yeah. But this, this was, this was marred by the president of Spain. Uh, football federation is a guy named Luis Rubiales. And the first thing that he did at the end of the game, when he was beating England was to like show off that they were winning and saying like, screw you to everybody. Look, we won. This is remember women's soccer is being played on the field in world cup. The first thing that he does is this is the president of women, the president of all of Spain football federation grabs his crotch. Like, you know, who was it? Was it Baker who did that? You know, the Baker Mayfield style, like uh, Baker grabs, Mayfield, yeah. yeah, grabs his crotch and like, yeah, take this. And then when one of the stars comes up to receive her medal, Jenny Hermoso, he kisses her on the lips. <laughs> he, he touches, he t- like puts both of his hands on her face and kisses what? her right on the lips. And everybody was like, what is this guy doing? Just was he even drunk? He, he did this in a sober state. She said she did not enjoy that, and uh, later, later, later worried that she was going to be kicked off the team and not given the money. She said it was a mutual gesture, but I don't. The guy is going to be punched in the face. I mean, big what time. What a hell! What a dick! Wow, that's weird. Yeah. All right. Ouch. Any other punches? No, somebody got a lasso. By the way, don't we have to? I'll do it. Doesn't someone have to slap Pete Alonzo? Oh my well, god. What a dick. I mean, Come on, Bison. He didn't he didn't do it on purpose. He didn't? But what what did he I still don't what was his reasoning for in case our listeners don't he said know. he wasn't thinking and he acknowledged mis- his mistake and said he felt terrible about it. Yeah. Tell the did. story. Tell the story. Tell the story what happened. Who were they playing? The Cardinals? The Cardinals. Right. Cardinals, yeah, yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah. So, so this guy gets it to bat and gets his their first number one major. prospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah rookie gets, his gets first, his first hit. hit, and Alonzo gets the ball, and like, kind of like, what does he do? He kind of like asks somebody if they want, like, the pitcher if he wants it or something, and he says no, and he just chucks it like eighty rows up in the into the stands, and I'm like, what? First of all, you never see that happen, so I don't know what sure. it was. So weird. Like who does that? Who just gets the ball and throws it? I don't know. It 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 was a very odd moment. I mean, I it guess was, it, felt- it was odd the way he launched it up, but he, you know, he looked to someone, he gave the universal, can we get rid of this ball? They said yes, and he tossed it into the stands. Now it was weird how far he threw it. He did apologize. Right. Honestly, if you're gonna throw a punch or a slap at somebody. I think it's better off at the person who caught it because then they found her and they went up to her and asked her for it back. And she said, no, that's well, you. That's you, the, be, you be on record for punching the girl. I'm going to punch Pete Alonzo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how's Pete Alonzo supposed to know the status of every guy who comes to bat? Well, it wasn't does it in the middle of a game. Nobody does that's that. What my, yeah. My point was that no, they do. They, they throw I, balls. I don't into see this. that happen. I don't see people just at the end of a play when they don't get a guy out at first, take the ball and just chuck it into the stands. Right. But the reason people are upset is because the guy who got that hit was a rookie and it was his first hit. Pete Alonzo is supposed to know that. Yes. He knew who he was coming up. It's their number one prospect. He knew it. I don't know. I don't know. It was just a very, he was 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 very contrite. It was guys, we have, moment. We have a true. chance to punch a Met. Let's like not hold I back. I know. He was very contrite after the game, too, about it. He felt terrible. 
they were like, at what point did you know you fucked up? And he was like, yeah, pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, he was, he really was like, yeah, I, I got it. I figured it out pretty fast. He's like, I feel horrible over it. So I, it was a slap. It wasn't a punch. All right. All right. So, all right. Who's got a lasso? Come on. Come on. Nobody. Not, aren't you going to give it to something for like Little League World Series or something? Yeah. What about oh, last night, guys? You guys were on the Little League Classic. Well, that's I can, that? I can give a lasso on that. I mean, it, it was cool, right? I mean, it was. Yes, it was the Phillies and, and the Nats and, and the Nats did win the game barely at the end to, to take the series from the Phillies. But uh, besides all that, uh, no, it was it was it was very cool. It was a cool experience. Um, you know, I thought it was it was pretty interesting the way they brought the players in during the day to the games and the players sort of sat in the stands in, in Williamsport and then they went and played and it was it, it was pretty uh, neat the way they had players give videos for kids. Right. I don't know did any, if anybody else. Did you guys watch it? I know House yeah. was watching. So. They asked certain little leaguers, who was your favorite player, right? And they and then they would say, uh, Shane Bieber. And then the next right. thing they would go, well, you know, we have a video from Shane Bieber here. And Shane Bieber would, would be like, hey, you know, I got a question for you. Instead of the kid asking the player a question. And he was like, you know, I want to know, Max, what kind of animal would you be if you could be any animal? And this kid goes, this kid was my favorite. He goes, yeah, what kind of animal? Yeah, and he's like 12, right? And he's like, I think I'd be a dog. I really like dogs. Dogs seem to have like a good life. He was like so chill. He, you know, if you didn't know better, you think he was definitely from a Southern California school or team. But uh, it was, I don't know. I just thought they they did a nice job with it, um, with the players being engaged and and talking. And um, Nick Castellanos, who, did I say that right? Is that how you say Castellanos? Yeah. He was kind of cool. They had him mic'd up and they were talking to him. And they asked him who his favorite superhero was. And he justified why Scooby-Doo was a <laughs> appropriate answer to be a superhero. It was just cute. The whole the whole night was fun. It had a good vibe to it. And uh, I think Major League Baseball, who I like to blow up, did do a really nice job with that. Yes, credit where credit is due. They put the, the, the players showed up and watched Little Leaguers live. Uh, the Phillies were going nuts when the team from Media Pennsylvania tied the game up at two two against Rhode Island. That was fun to see. And then whatever this whatever this clever thing, which must have been in conjunction with Major League, when they brought up when they were batting with baseball bats that looked like kid stuff, like Crayola crayons, or the one that looked like a Ticonderoga yeah, yeah, pencil. Yeah, yeah. That, that was cool. Brilliant. That's yeah, brilliant. That cool. That's how the you base, bring the kids back neat. into the game. Yeah, that was yeah. neat. It was well done. I mean, baseball's got a couple things they're doing well. I mean, that in the in the uh, the cornfield game, right? The Iowa mm-hmm. game is, is actually pretty cool. So they announced that next year's teams will be the Yankees and the Tigers at the oh, Little, League, uh, Little League World Series game. So um, you know, maybe maybe some of those kids will be playing for the the Yankees by then if, if they know it's good for them. <laughs> Go right to the thirteen year olds. I'm, I'm still holding that hope for Milk's son. We need some help on the mound. Yeah. So it was cute. I, I uh, you know, praise them all before when they get, get things right. So, all right. Any is, other lasso? Is North Dakota still in it? Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. Fargo's around. Who's got a buzzer, Peter? I've got a couple quick ones. Um, Number one, based on a limited sample from the preseason, I'm right now going to go on record and predict that C.J. Stroud has a better NFL career than Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young is... Bryce Young is too small and not fast enough to overcome being too small. Uh, and, and it's just not playing well so far. Number two, we're about to witness the dismantling of the New York Yankees. Oh. Start, starting soon, they're going to call up all of their prospects and sit all the bums who haven't been producing, like Giancarlo Stanton at all. And uh, I think those people are all gone along with the coach. I hope they get rid of the GM, Cashman. And they build around Garrett Cole, Judge, and they have to keep Rodon after all they paid him and hope that he gets healthy. And then just keep the young guys and, and, and build something fresh because this ain't working. They actually paid me yesterday to, buy, to, to go to the Yankees Rays game next weekend. <laughs> if somebody offered me free tickets right now to go to Yankee Stadium and I was staying in Manhattan, I would not go. Wow. Wow. Uh, how horrible. How horrible. far? How, how far, far they've fallen. They have I've fallen. got a couple. It's a shame. <laughs> couple buzzer beaters. Uh, this past week, I had the incredible opportunity to take two of my kids, see Lionel Messi play at Subaru park in Philadelphia. And uh, it's, I had to keep pinching myself. Number one, that he was playing in such a small intimate stadium, but number two, that this 36 year old soccer player continues to play at this level. He's a true field general when he's on the field, he followed up that destruction of the Philadelphia union with an unbelievably fun, exciting, uh, climactic win of the league's cup. Now this team inner Miami had scored fewer goals in 17 regular season games than Messi did in the seven games that he played for inter Miami in this tournament. The team has not lost since he joined them. And um, it it's his 44th professional championship trophy. And the guy is, he's really, it's such such a pleasure to watch the greatest in his sport of all time, like at this stage of our like sporting watching life, being a spectator to watch. It was it, it is unbelievable. It's a, it was a genius move for him to come over to MLS. It was a genius move for the MLS and Apple to to shovel everything that they're giving to Messi because they're going to be raking it in. Um, and the other one is Wait, House, 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 what is the League's Cup? It was the league's cup was all of the MLS teams against all of the Mexican Liga MX teams. And uh, I, I misspoke last week. The top three get an automatic entry into the CONCACAF champions cup, which is the CONCACAF is a soccer federation of all of the uh, basically North American and Central American leagues uh, that play for a tournament. And then the top two from that make the, the world uh, cup champions league, which is the following year. Um, but the union and Miami and Nashville and, and by 
coming in uh, one, two, three, or three, two, one, I, whatever it is. But Miami won, Nashville was second, the Union were third. They make the CONCACAF uh, Champions League next year. Uh, it was good. It was really good, good TV, very good, very good. But now we go right Apple. back to we go right back to regular MLS programming now, right? Yes. And now it'll be interesting to see does Messi take Miami to regular season victories? Yeah. Uh in the league. They're in last place right now, and they've got plenty of time to do it. They're 12 points out of a playoff spot, but it'll be it'll be fun to watch that. There's follow-up on the the James Harden story. Um, the NBA is now investigating Harden and the Sixers to find out just exactly what promise was made to him. The we had talked about here how Adam Silver had to step in. Well, he is stepping in. He's tired of the, you know, um Damian Lillard says, I want to go to the Heat, and Harden says, I want to go to the Clippers. Like it's still a league where you don't get to call your own shots. And he's going to get down to the bottom of it. There's definitely going to be more to find out about this Harden episode. He's a, he's a, I, I resisted this for a long time, but I've come around to where Rooster has been since the beginning. He, he's a bad dude. He's just a bad dude in terms of chemistry. You know, he might be a good guy with like giving the shoes to the kid in the hospital who got paralyzed and like all those kinds of things, like one on one with kids, but relative to a team and a locker room and a teammate, he, he he's a bad well, he's, dude. He's a legend in his own mind. And, and what he's not realizing is he's not the guy who had two great, great, great dominant seasons anymore. He's he's kind of a, a role player and he should be thankful for being on a team with someone like Embiid who can can keep him being uh, relevant. Well, Reggie Miller said, this is all you need to know. The guy is on a team with the reigning MVP. And he wants to leave. What more do you need to know about a yeah. guy? Right. Yeah. And yep. look, Adam Silver is too smart to let the league get to the point where contracts are meaningless. Because once that happens, all hell breaks loose and the owners are screwed. They just can't yep. let that happen. Yep. What else you got, House? That's it for me. Milk? Uh, just say congrats to uh, Victor Hovland yesterday. I don't know if any if you guys watched it, but one of the more ridiculous back nines you'll ever see. Seven, he birdied seven holes on the back nine, um, to come back from. You know, he wasn't even in contention. It was really Scheffler's tournament up until you know he birdied like four of the last five holes. I think, uh, just an incredible twenty eight. I haven't Jeez. seen a back nine like that since Rooster and I took on Toby a few weeks ago. <laughs> but, uh, Here we go. Here we go. But an unbelievable uh, uh, victory. So the tour, tour championship is this weekend. Should be should be a good one. Watch your baseball call-ups. Uh, things are going to start getting interesting with some teams. And the Nats, number one draft pick, Dylan Cruz been uh, elevated to double a uh at this point he he hit almost 400 in single a baseball so i don't i think he was uh he was ready to, to get the call up to double a so we'll see, pretty, see pretty how incredible. he does and, and i'm sure a lot of that stuff going around with all those teams right now this will not be news by the time people hear it but it's news to all of us that the colts are now giving disgruntled jonathan taylor permission to seek a trade oh 
that oh, affects oh. fantasy. That's a fantasy, yeah. That wow. pumps them up big time in my wow. Big we time. might have to have legal action to pause the draft this week. <laughs> wow. Oh boy. If he gets traded, if he gets traded, he's a top five pick. The wow. Dolphins Mid, desperate. The Dolphins seem desperate to get a, a marquee running back. Yeah. All right, yeah. guys. Well, I uh, I look forward to, to seeing seeing you all. I hope you all have a uh, new draft. Yeah, yeah, this week. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.